2: Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Hey, hey! Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tone. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Oh well, you know, just uh, uh, we're once again uh, isolated, not together, which makes me sad. Boo hoo! Um, but you it's know, not like
3: it's not like you know another day. Now it's like another week. <laughs> you know, know what I mean?
2: <laughs> it's so crazy another
3: um, another week in quarantine,
2: another week in quarantine um yeah, so you know I mean hopefully we've got uh we've got some news coming that you know hopefully we'll get in the salon by the time this is released. I hope to be working back in the salon, but you know, as of right now, we're not and you know trying to fill your days with stuff um but what we do get to do during all this is that we get to meet uh people uh meet other hairdressers and and ones that uh blow me away talent wise
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Today's guest uh, is no different, man. She's, uh, she's amazing. She's, uh, if if anybody who is not following her, shame on you. She is quite, quite the hairdresser.
2: Yeah. I mean, shame on us because, you know, it was through this introduction that, um, that, that we started to follow her and man, how has she not been on my radar all these years? Um, You know, it's just her <laughs> talent is just ab-
3: absurd. Dude. Yeah. Amazing. And, and not only that, I mean, she's, she's, she's she's a, a great human being. Right. And we, we, it, you know, outside of this podcast, we, you know, before it started, we were talking about uh, other people in the industry that, that we uh, fancied and, you know, in her enthusiasm and her, spirit is it was like ours you know when we we're talking about them her face lights up and yeah so she's she's a huge fan of the industry as well but well she's, of
2: hairdressers right she's a fan of hairdressers right
3: yeah yes. 100%. you can you can see that when you talk to her you can see yeah, yeah. her face light up you know
2: completely <laughs> I, we have to after that introduction we got to uh, release we're definitely have to release the video of, of the podcast as well um before before we our guest today is effie davies and um before we kind of get into her, I, I really want to give a big shout out to Matt Sweeney because uh, Matt Sweeney helped us, um, uh, you know, arrange this and get this together. And, and Matt Sweeney holds her in such incredibly high regard as far as like uh session work. And as far as like editorial work that, uh, and if Matt does, you know, we're fans, right? Oh, a hundred percent.
3: Yeah. You know, and Matt, you know, he can hold a stage on his own, but you know, for he, he's in total awe of, of Effie and you know so am I so you I know I'm ready if
2: I, if I remember correctly uh Tony I think Matt Sweeney said that she's the best hairdresser in the world I think that was a direct quote from so, he, did uh, he did say that did say he that, did that, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he totally did so uh sh- should we get in they don't want to hear us nah, yeah in? okay cool so um so uh, again our, our guest today is Effie Davies and uh Effie's with uh with Tony and Guy and um you know uh, Label M right that's the, that's the new uh, Tony and Guy product so she's with uh, she's with Label M and again i mean just blown away that that, that she's actually sitting I, we can probably think quarantine again cuz we're all quarantined. And so we have nothing better to do than do zoom calls right
0: but.
3: We're able to catch people with time now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, all those people that pushed us off because they don't have, you know, quote unquote, time for us. Right. You know? <laughs> so now, now they, they can't use that as an excuse anymore. So, uh, Miss Effie Davies, welcome to your day off.
1: Oh, my God. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And wow, what an introduction that was, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And lots of love and kisses to Matt, of course, for the introduction because um, he also made me aware of you guys and the fantastic work that you have been doing, especially during this time, industry, basically, um, getting out all those information to every single hairdresser out there, especially times like this. So first of all, thank you for having me. And second of all, congratulations on an amazing podcast series that you guys are running.
3: Uh- thank you so much effie and and we really mean it i mean we uh we are definitely uh appreciate and in love with you and with all you that you're doing for the for the industry itself
2: yeah there's no doubt Effie, where where did um you know the the, the gratuitous first question like where do where are you from? Because I hear a British accent, but then there's almost like a uh, there's almost <laughs> like a, a another accent mixed in with the British accent as well. So so where 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 were you born? Tell us that story.
1: Oh, where was I born? Okay, yeah, yeah. first of all, actually I've got it here. I'm Greek. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'm, I'm very Greek. Yes. Um, but I was born in Abu Dhabi in the oh. Emirates. My father used to work there for years, so he dragged my mother there because they used to live in the states, both Greek then um he um got a transfer to the Emirates. I was born there, and then a year and a half later, my mom said I've had enough. I want to go mm-hmm. back home to Greece, so they just moved back to Greece. I was raised in Greece, but I've lived in London for twenty two years with I'd say four years in the States because I did live in the States and absolutely loved it.
2: Wow. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know where to, where to yeah, go. I mean, there's so much there that I want to get to, but I also want to do it in some kind of chronological order. So, uh...
3: <laughs> so you were young, so you were young uh, when you went back to Greece.
1: I was, uh, oh gosh, I was um, a year and a half. Yeah. My parents moved back to Greece because of Greek. And then uh late nineties, about ninety eight, I came to London to visit my sister. Uh she was a student at the time, PhD now. Uh I saw London and I absolutely fell in love with London. I say, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm gonna I'm I'm moving here. I had no hairdressing background, never done hairdressing in my life. Um but um I got a job. I got a job in tone and Guy, but what check me here It was the music whoa whoa
2: whoa 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 whoa, whoa. How, <laughs> so you had no you you weren't a hairdresser you had no <laughs> desire to really be a hairdresser so how did you how did you get a job at tony and guy yeah first of all
3: in the late night tony and guy they were blowing up in the you know in the in, in the late 90s uh sounds like everybody wanted to get a job, at Tony and Guy. You, you and certainly they,
2: think that somebody interested in hairdressing would want to get a job, right? Tony and so how, <laughs> how does
3: someone who never did hair or was interested in hair, how did you get the job?
1: Well, like, uh, as bland as it sounds, I, I actually uh, went to a job center and I started as a shampooist in a Tony and Guy. Um, being a shampooist, the pay was better, obviously, because you're not training. But uh, within, oh my gosh, within like a month, I just fell in love with hair. I was like, okay, I want to learn how to do this. I want to know, I want to do what these guys are doing. And I was completely actually, um, I'm going to say oblivious to like, because I was going to go to an, um, like a uh, decorating kind of like academy. Um, and I went on a holiday and I kind of missed my spot. And I came here to see my sister in London. I saw London and like my first week in London, we went to La Bar, like four gigs. And I was like, I'm gonna leave here, that's it. I'm staying here. And then I went to a job center um, and they were looking for a shampooist. So I was so lucky. I went in, uh, you know, luckily enough they were desperate, obviously. So they hired <laughs> me. <laughs> but I was doing good shampoo. Um, fed in love with hair, and uh, I started training. And when I was an apprentice, actually, because I started in the franchise and the partner salon, I really wanted to go into main company because I was oblivious what Tony Guy was about. And then like, when I went into the salon, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. I was going like, ah, this is really cool. And then there was like the Bedhead advert um, just came out and it was Anthony with the Bedhead Wax stick, TG Wax stick. Do you remember those? Ads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is too cool for school. Too cool for school. And I was lucky enough and I moved to a main company salon and I moved to Davis Street Salon, which was actually the original Tony Guy Mayfair. And Anthony Mascolo and Tony Mascolo were working in that salon. And I was lucky enough to be their personal assistant for both. So you can imagine from a shampooist training to become a hairdresser, assisting the, those two kind of like gods in hairdressing, right. straight away I got the bag. I was like, oh my God, I wanna do this. So seven days a week, I'd be present. I don't care. I wanna assist. I wanna be there. I wanna learn. So I was very lucky and very privileged. Whoa. I'm talking about a
3: young person
2: who hit the lottery,
3: right? The you ain't lottery. kidding, man. I
1: mean, that's a, that's <laughs> the most sought
3: after.
2: During the, in the late 90s, that would be the most sought after assisting job in the world. And yeah. uh,
3: In the late 90s, uh, I have been to that salon. Uh, we went. Uh, I went to uh, Sassoon's with uh, another co-worker, and, uh, and we met Anthony uh, prior to that at a show. So when we were there at Sassoon's, we went to the to your salon you must uh, have met
2: Effie there too Tony
3: She might have been there but yeah we went there <laughs> and we chatted with Anthony for a little bit but just to say what's up and uh but yeah I know exactly where that salon was but you talk talking about a, a young hairdresser that hit the lottery
1: that's... oh you ain't kidding I, I was uh guys I have to say um yeah it was it was mind-blowing because if you think about it like I would be assisting them so you have like the hairdressing goal, which is obviously Anthony Moscolo, not just a brilliant hairdresser, but an amazing person. I remember, you know, he'd be doing his clients and he'd be talking me through a haircut on his clients. He would be teaching me. So I was so privileged and he would take me to like filming and shows with him and I'd be like, oh my God, please let me assist you. And on the other hand, you had like the uh, kind of like other business genius, which was Tony Moscolo brilliant man, amazing boss, that he would take me to the other salon in sloan Square as well to assist him do all his blow dries. So I've kind of like I was just taking, I was a sponge. I'm still a sponge, but I was just taking and taking. And I was exposed to what can it be? At the very kind of like I was 18, 19 and oh you know, what can it be? I was like, wow. But the one thing is like hard work. Hard work pays off. That's for sure. So it wasn't just coming to you. You had to work very hard. And I have so much respect for that. Wow. It's
3: funny because it talk about hard work. I'm going to bring in someone who's not a part of this conversation. But Michael Cole just did a post saying that the 80% wants to be the 20%, but they don't want to put forth you know, the, the, the hard work, right? It, does, it literally takes hard work. And it's, you know, it it has to be everything, right? Because... No. A hundred
1: percent. It is the buzz, is the the enthusiasm, and it's something that you know we have to adapt now, because the generations are changing, their needs are changing, our needs are different, their needs are different, and what have you. So sometimes we're a little bit surprised if we meet somebody at the beginning of their career and they haven't got that. Sometimes we don't understand why. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. we have to understand as well that times are changing and what have you. And yeah, hard work pays off, sure. Mm-hmm.
3: So did you move in with your sister when when you when you stayed in London?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we moved in together in uh, Hackney, East London, in a little studio flat. Um, but it was like the best years ever. So basically, I came for a month and I just stayed. I just told her I'm not going. She was pretty happy. <laughs> oh, Very happy man. that I stayed, you know? Yeah. My mom was happy too. Apparently, she (laughs) was. (laughs) You're a a
3: troublemaker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was brilliant. My my, you know, like I'm I'm from um, a beautiful um, seaside town called Kavala in uh, Greece, and to be from that gorgeous, gorgeous city Kavala into like the the most Beautiful, grotesque chaos that is the amazing London. For me, it was such an eye opener to go and see bands that I was like, you know, I had in vinyl in my little room in Mm Kavala. And then, like, I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like, (laughs) I could not (laughs) believe it. So, we did have a very good time. And um, I lived with my sister for quite a few years until she moved to Manchester for her job.
3: Wow. And you guys are still pretty close.
1: Yes, yes, we are. We don't see each other as often, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we talk a lot, absolutely. And, yeah, we go she, on holidays together. Does
2: she still live in London?
1: My sister, no. She moved, um, she moved to Manchester. She's, oh, okay. um, yeah, she's the academic in the, in the uh, family. So she teaches at uh, Manchester University. So, oh, yes, yeah, wow. she's doing really well. I'm very proud of her. Very proud of her. Is she your only sibling? No, I've got a brother who, my sister's two years older than me, my brother a year younger than me, I'm in the middle, hence, attention, no. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> troublemaker. No, <laughs>
1: troublemaker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mom's like, go to London, I've got
1: a little brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it was more like um, my, my, my brother, he's a year younger, he's, um, he trains um, dogs for the army and the police. He's, yeah, I'm very proud of him as well. He loves it. He's doing basically you know, his hobby is a dream job, you know, he's very lucky. Right.
3: Yeah. Very
1: lucky. Yeah.
3: That's and is your mom and dad still in Greece?
1: No, my mother is uh with me at the moment during lockdown here in London from Greece. Uh my father he lives in Germany, it's been like I don't know, maybe thirty five years. They're not together but different wow. countries. Mm-hmm. but uh no my mom's is here because she's um helping me with my little one as well it's just oh, like three awesome. generations of girls just yeah, yeah.
0: that's
3: awesome man so, so you have a- me too Huh? my mom lives with me
1: too <laughs> there you go oh my god it's the best it's the best yeah. there's one downfall she's an amazing cook and during lockdown, I'm telling
3: you, hard Some of my cause we we used to there used to be a great little Greek restaurant next to us. Uh, like they used to make the best spanakopita. Uh-huh.
1: I can the, cook that.
3: Can you? Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. one of my. I, for some reason, I love it. But when we used uh, the the what is it the um, the chicken or steak. Wrap. It's not a, it's not a gyro, but it's like something similar. It Has the tzatziki sauce and
0: yeah, pita.
3: Yeah, it's it's like in
0: it's a, pita.
3: a pita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah.
0: delicious. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so Ended we might up.
3: have to come visit in, h- and visit mom. <laughs> <laughs> in London, yeah, yeah, we might
2: have to do that. And you know, That's Greeks
1: cool. we're everywhere. Like Coca Cola, we're everywhere. As Greeks, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've
2: worked with a few over the years, Effie.
1: Right,
0: um,
2: <laughs> so so dude you must be you must speak like 12 languages right so you speak greek and you speak uh, english and and uh, did, did you pick up any arabic the first month of your life
1: uh i did not i did not but i um i travel a lot but i'm fluent only in, in greek and english i travel a lot And uh, the least I can do out of respect every time you go to a country is to pick up a couple of phrases. Right. So I've been doing this in a few different languages. I can find my way, the hospital, and how to order a beer normally in quite a few languages.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't beer just beer in most languages? yeah <laughs> that's, easy. That's, that's easy it's a what? two 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 universal words are, are are bus are bus and beer but it's not the
3: type of beer is where you get in trouble yeah, that go. Is, that's where you get in trouble you go.
1: always a tall blonde man
2: right. <laughs> that's amazing
1: hey effie how was um
2: how was tony and anthony like how were they as instructors and as bo- and as bosses
1: uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, like, I, like I said earlier, um, they have, uh, I mean, the whole Moscolo family, they're so charismatic. They're so charismatic. I mean, I've been lucky enough to work very closely with Anthony and Pat um, and, of course, Tony Mascolo, And I'm very lucky because I'm still working very closely with Sasha Moscolo Tarback, who's like um, Tony's daughter. Mm-hmm. what a creative genius that woman is so um everybody has like completely kind of like different characteristics but you can you know obviously within the same family the same um charismas as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: very caring i love that um tony yeah i'll give you an example tony must i miss him dearly you know we've lost him a few years back i miss him dearly seriously um Great man, very wealthy, yeah? So down to earth, he'd be taking the tube to come to the salon. Every every Saturday and every Thursday, he would come to our salons and do his loyal clientele that he's been doing for like, God know how many years. He had like same clients since the sixties, which is, wow, wow fantastic. Yeah. Um, he would come and Pauline, his gorgeous wife, he would make him like a packed lunch, so he'd come with his pack plans he'd come in, <laughs> always take time um, in the salon to talk to everybody. So he was so approachable. If you had any questions, he was always there. Hand over your or your shoulder, he would advise you, he would cheer you up, you name it. He was like, yeah, he was just so approachable and so down to earth. And, you know, it's like multimillionaire. He's like, he didn't have to, but that was his nature. And because that's the way he was, this contagious it spreads throughout the salons, throughout the staff. And speaking of contagious, Anthony Mascolo, what an amazing man. And it's like he's he's like his completely character is just absolutely fantastic. You know, again, supporting, teaching throughout. Um, I mean, very, very lucky to have worked with uh, with them and Sasha Mascolo Tarbak. Um I love her because she always embraces new talent. She always gives opportunities to people, is what you do with that opportunity. But, you know, very fair, and she always kind of like embraces young talent, which is great because, you know, that's the future of any company or Mm -hmm. any industry out there, if you think about it. So, yeah. I've
0: been
1: lucky. I've been lucky, absolutely wow
3: that's amazing so how long did it take how long were you an apprentice for them
1: um i was an apprentice for just over two years normally it takes you three years um but um i kind of started hairdressing a little bit later i started when i was 18 and it's normally the system here would be once you come out of school what you do is you go to um to an academy or to the hairdressing school so basically by the age of 16 you already start training um the system is quite different in america as well because you need to go into like um, most academies beauty schools are uh, privatized aren't they yeah right and it costs quite a lot of money in, in the states to become a hairdresser As here um you've got a lot of support from the government and obviously you do follow a certain curriculum and what have you but obviously the toning guy ones is like the standards that we have players are quite high. It takes a little bit longer, but you're an assistant in a salon and you're getting paid, but at the same time you're getting trained once a week in the academy. So your eyes getting used to the shop floor that automatically will make it you will make you more confident on the shop floor. So when you qualify, you're quite, you know, you're gearing up for it. You really want it. And sometimes when you go Completely private. You're not as used to, and you're a little bit more timid when it comes to going on the shop floor. But it's just down to the, you know, people as well. But it took me just, just over two years.
2: In the two uh, years, was that just like that? Was just like, you know, two years of just complete dedication? Is that how you did it in two years?
1: Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of obviously uh, many tests you need to do. Lots of writing, lots of written tests, lots of verbal tests. So the one that takes the most is your NVQ, basically, which is like your uh, government qualification. So it's all the written proof that you have done it. I just made sure I did this really quick. I used to bring extra models in for my practices because you have to have certain amount of practices before you can actually do an assessment. So my poor sister, I'm telling you, it's just like it was going shorter and
2: shorter.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, and then... No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. And that was it, basically, and then, like, did color. You do you do get qualified to do both, but then your third year is your speciality. So I did my two years of my kind of, like, qualification, then you do, like, your speciality, and that's basically when cat or color comes in. So, it,
2: like, there's a there's a lot of debate in the U.S. right now, um, or certainly before COVID. Um, there's been a lot of debate of, of whether you know states should start removing our license and and not making us like and i'm not i'm not i'm not i don't want to have a controversial conversation about this but but you know some um so in in england you don't have to be licensed but it seems like there's some kind of like government qualification anyway so even if it's not legally called a license right it seems like you had to go through some government qualifications um, Uh, like a licensing process Mm -hmm.
1: no you, you have to be a licensed hairdresser of course and obviously um each state like you or its government has a, a certain kind of like criteria. Um, but nothing like the states guys. I mean, I'm sorry, but um I lived there for four years and you know, every state has different regulations and what have you, but um when I lived there, was it is it like the shop, is it like Alto, it's it's like um um it's a professional hair shop where you can go, you know. And buy stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, like Cosmoprof have... or or or, yes, or exactly
0: right?
1: So basically, I, I, I'll never forget. I took my basket, had my roots, you know, put down like that. <laughs> I went in. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started shopping. I started shopping, and then like I went to pay, and um they wouldn't sell to me because I, I did not have a state license. But I was like, I'm a hairdresser. I've been hairdressing for like 20 years um i'm kind of a, like no ma'am you're not allowed and i i was allowed to teach in every state and canada but i was not allowed to well, cut client's hair behind the chair wow i never understood that yeah. i never understood
3: that That's like that's like being 18 you're allowed to 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 work you're allowed to you join the military you're allowed to you know purchase your own vehicles you're allowed to do all these things what you're not allowed to have a beer drink. you have a beer <laughs>
2: not, it
3: doesn't make sense
2: it doesn't it doesn't it, it doesn't it, it, it's well you know that's just the, that's just the bureaucracy hypocrisy right i mean that's exactly
1: yeah. what that is if you think about it because a uh, lot of friends of mine i've got some dear amazing friends hairdressers in america um if, when they were moving from one state to another. It's just like the, the, they used to find it so frustrating because they have to give like a completely different test, a completely different license. Mm-hmm. And it's just terribly confusing and like time consuming um, for all the professionals out there. Um, but the system here basically is, um, yes, you can you can get a qualification, a government qualification, and that's basically valid, um, is valid everywhere. Obviously in different levels because mm-hmm. you've got, the base, the foundation, but majority of the companies out there, I'm like talking about Tony and Guy, of course, my family. <laughs> um, the um, the actual um, the actual standards are really really high to get this because we have the base, the foundation, but then we do all these extras that they have to go through as well. But if you do want it, it's approachable, and that's what very good, especially for the younger generations, and especially now where for the past few years, everywhere in the world, loads of youngsters have been dropping their hairdressing um, yeah, profession. They just don't yeah. go to it, which is quite sad to see. And what we want to do is the one message that we all have to do is basically how to encourage the young generation, the future of our industry to come in. But it's not just that, like share the passion, you know, how we love this industry. We want them to love that industry. But unfortunately, it's like there's a lot of an immediate results. You want to see results very quick. But right. it's something that it doesn't happen that quick. You have to put the hard work in. some there. of
3: us, it does. Some of us can get through a three-year program in two years. <laughs> but, but most of the time, for most of us, yeah. it doesn't come quickly. <laughs>
2: no. That's crazy
1: right i'm over 40 i'm getting that
2: (laughs) oh i I wish i was 40 again (laughs) (laughs) but
3: so 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 you you you're apprentice for two years so by 2000 2001 now you're 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 doing hair Mm -hmm. are you also doing shows with anthony and all those guys at that time too
1: um so basically throughout my uh, training um I familiarized myself with all the team, you know, it's like it was absolutely amazing. So I've always made myself available even after I got qualified. I'd say, okay guys, my day off is every Tuesday or every Friday. If there's anything, just let me know, hook me up, I'm gonna be there. I'd love to assist you. And that's basically how it carried on being. And um yeah, I was doing seven days for the majority of my my beginning years. I was doing seven days pleasantly, wow. yeah, with absolutely, with pleasure, absolutely.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Was
1: it did you did you find that
2: like you're 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 apprenticing with all these like, you know, major hitters in Tony and Guy, and and by the way, in the height of Tony and Guy too, right? Like, you know, so like it was while they were like you know, just killing the world with their products and with their, with their education and stuff. Was there was there a, um, was there an awkward handoff, you know, when, 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 when you, uh, when you got the opportunity to stand on your own, like if you were assisting and stuff for all these mm-hmm. people, like, you know, was it, was there, was there a different expectation once you were standing on your own and stuff? Was that, a, was there an awkward handoff or an awkward
1: transition there? Um, I wouldn't say awkward. Mm. Um, I was a little bit um, from basically being an assistant and then I'd be Vardering. Vardering is a six weeks intense program we've got just before you get qualified. We call it Vardering. So I'd be at the academy every single day. So I would be seeing all those people that have been assisting every single day, which was great. Um, And Anthony would be doing shoot upstairs. Tony would be coming in. Um, Nick Irwin in and out. Amazing team. Um, And then all of a sudden I get qualified and I'm in a salon doing my clients. So from a kind of like creative environment that's going into the salon, which is still very creative, of course, but like, you're like, oh my God, um, I'm responsible now, like full on, it's me. That's that's just me, you know? Whatever happens on her head stays on her head. So cute um um it was it was it was a very easy transition because um as soon as you get qualified you are allowed to attend art meetings so something that we find a lot is like okay so as an assistant you 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 do assist loads of people not just me forget about me but all of our assistants in our salons mm-hmm. there's these beautiful brilliant hairdressers behind the chair they do come at the academy. They meet everybody. And then you go in the salon. It's like, okay, so if you do have that creative hanger, where do I go now? So every every fourth night, we do art meetings in our academy. So it's the art directors, and they teach, and they do presentations and um, shows sometimes when somebody becomes an art director, workshops. So that kind of keeps you going as well. So, and that's how you start shadowing at the academy and that's when when they you know like when they say like okay you're kind of ready come and then like that's how you start taking the one one day a month you know in your rota you're teaching at the academy and that's like oh my god i can't Mm -hmm. believe that day has come but it's 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 a it's a long it's quite an organic process as well right because you don't want to do it when you're not ready either so you just you allow kind of like the flow you just allow it to happen and when it happens is brilliant but the transition for me personally was was quite smooth was quite smooth definitely
3: yeah you want you want those people that to teach at the academy you you want them to want it not necessarily doing it for the sake of 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 putting it on your resume right you want you want it to organically grow and someone who's in their heart that wants to do it and but uh yeah that's that's, awesome. that's amazing so all right so so it's it's all about you now you're on the salon floor you still get to assist did they teach you how to develop your 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 photographic eye i mean your photo shoots i mean you you're quite the editorial worker too i mean how how did you develop that
1: uh, I'm 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 still developing it. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> learning. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, um, through assisting, the I mean, the answer is as simple as that. Assisting, getting your eye to get used to it. My eyes are still not used to it. Um, the more experience you have, the more confident you become. Now, I'll give you an example. How many times we've done a photo shoot? Yeah, we're staring at our model and we're staring at some something is bugging us. Is there? inshallah, mm, inshallah, not, inshallah. It took me a very long time to actually have the guts to say, go in and do it. It's bothering you, so go in and do it. So it's such a long kind of like it's just yeah, it's just a learning process. So the more you do it, the more confident you become, and um the more you kind of like the more you believe in yourself, but again, with me, I'm never happy with my work. I always say like, oh I should have done it like that, or da. da. Mm-hmm. you always, always, always learn. But assisting assisting gives you experience. And to be honest with you, it's priceless. Assisting because you assist so many different hairdressers, you know. I've assisted from like amazing international artistic directors or like hairdressers from other companies. When we do big shows and we're all like different hairdressers for different companies, I always pop in my head, do you want something? Like always, always that I just assisting from amazing creative geniuses to like fantastic assistants. You always learn, you always have something. Um and so basically I think that's the the best kind of like thing you can gain throughout the experience because you see something on somebody's style and you adapt it to your own and then something from somebody else something from somebody else then you sit down on your own and you pick up a mannequin's head and then you start Mm -hmm. playing with something else and you come up with something new but the more you know the better you know so you have nothing to lose that's beautiful
3: to me i'm taking like you know a a bit of being humble checking the ego right never put Put yourself above, and you know, if you constantly keep that 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 mindset of I can learn from anybody and and assisting all that, you're going you're going to grow and learn. You know, once you, I guess you put your ego or you put something, you know, I don't I don't I'm not going to learn anything from that guy. You're you you put a ceiling above you, right? So that's beautiful,
1: absolutely. But Tony, to be honest with you, how did we learn that? I know it's going to sound harsh. How did we learn that? Because maybe we came across people like that, and you turn around and say, "Like, I don't want to be like that." <laughs> right. like, no, it sounds harsh. It sounds yeah. harsh. This, even this, is teaching you something.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. A- 100%. 100%. I think,
1: I yeah.
2: Hey Effie, can we go back? I, I I, can't, I want to go back a few years and um, tell me what it felt like. <laughs> tell me what it felt like when you won the uh, the newcomer of the award at the British Hairdressing Awards. Newcomer of the year.
1: Oh my God. Was that your first? Uh, that was your
2: first award, right? I assume.
1: Yes, my newcomer of the year. That was the first award. And uh, um, oh my God, it felt amazing. I couldn't believe it because there's an age limit. You have to be like, um, the oldest you can be is 25 to enter that. So, 2005? Um, 25. The, yeah, you need to be 25 you it in or 2005, younger. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, 2005, four or five, yes. Um, and it was like oh it just felt amazing because it was my second time I entered the first time I didn't know what I was doing I just went for it it's so like okay oh sugar it's actually a competition I'm supposed to be doing stuff mm-hmm. so the second time I went in I had like okay I'm just gonna do me I'm not gonna do like what everybody you know else wants me to I'm just gonna do my taste so night water came in Charlotte ramping you know it's like a lot of kind of like second world war kind of gear, lots of fur, lots of techniques within the hair. I had a towel pulling at the, as a backdrop, so nice and in and khaki and just like the the colors, very earthy in general. So yeah, and I'll never forget that night. Anthony actually, Anthony Mascolo came just behind me. He just like went, you got this. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was very, very, very nice. And then like when they said my name, I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
2: do, you, do you do you remember do do you remember kind of uh the it all or or is it all kind of a blur? Because like, I think Kevin said that he didn't he didn't when Kevin won, uh Kevin Lutheran when he won, I think he said it was kind of a blur. He he said he he, he, he didn't really even know what he said.
1: Um I was so nervous guys that I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Isn't it usually the opposite? Now, if you know me, right. <laughs> hold on. So, Because I know me, I was like because I was nervous. Like, okay, mm-mm. so I had a glass of wine and just uh, stuck with water. And um, yeah, I got wasted afterwards. But <laughs> the the, uh, the second time when I won, actually, I was I was a bit tipsy. But that was the nerves again. So you see like it was completely kind of like, you know, my first time. Yes. I was quite sober when I went up. but I do remember it actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's myself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Effie. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: but obvious. but the crazy thing is, here she is, all right, she graduates so she gets on the floor, uh, she she gets qualified, you know, two thousand, two thousand and one. She's wins newcomer in two thousand and five, four or five, and then wins the most prestigious award in the world four or five years later after that. And that's okay. the British Hairdressing Award. Yeah. How was that feeling?
1: Uh, um, that was the avant garde um hairdresser of the year. Yeah. Uh ooh, that was ooh, pretty surreal for me. Um After the newcomer Sasha came up to me and said to me like, "Okay, what do you want to do now?" So I didn't even think, guys. It just out of my mouth. Just like avant-garde. And then, like after I said it, I was like, "Oh my god, what have I said? What have I done?" (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I said avant-garde was before because on my days off, I'd be going to the academy and I'd be assisting like amazing hairdressers. I've been creating avant-garde collections. So I'd be there and um, I said like, you know, when you've got so many ideas in your head and you want to experiment, you want to do things, I said avant-garde and um, in 2005, my first avant-garde collection went through the final for the British Hairdressing Awards. Um, So I was really surprised because it was my first ever avant-garde collection and it was like shortlisted. Um... And it was one of like I was very proud of it because it was um it was um the title was religion, and uh I was celebrating every religion kind of like under the sun well eight mm-hmm. models i couldn't do more <laughs> so um, so you had um um you had a juxtaposition of like um how can the the, the actual religion and the culture behind it but at the same time the youth of today. So you'd have like the Madonna, who's the mother of all children, just wearing like um, lots of toys around her, like huge dress, and she would be playing PSP like that. And then she would look like quite pissed off in the camera. So that was the shot, if that makes right. sense.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or like a, an amazing Hindu um, Hindu um, lady with a Mac and a beautiful kind of like chic kind of like hat. Like a yeah, just like a, a mixed and match. So that was my first avant garde and um and then every year I'd be in the final apart from one year. That was a that was a very pleasant catastrophe actually, that collection. <laughs> <laughs> because it it just you know like when you go for a shoot and nothing goes to plan it was one of these days it was really funny actually not funny
2: on the time okay
0: no Um, no no no,
1: no. (laughs) (laughs) we'll have you know
2: matt told told us on his podcast that uh that he goes into a photo shoot uh, with a plan but he just uh lets the day dictate it so then you know he just lets the day dictate you know today this is what it is and this is what it's going to look like um and 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 he's able to he he's learned or been able to remove his ego out of it a little bit and just let the day happen. And I'm pretty sure, Tony, didn't Jamie say something similar to that too? during yeah, her photo shoot? Exactly. I think she said that was her learn. Like early on, she would have this big plan in place and it wouldn't go as that. And then that would stress her out. And then, um, so now her learn has become, okay, we're going with a plan, but the day. Dictated.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And to be honest with you, when it comes to photo shoots, it's all about a convolution of, Talent. You celebrate and you respect each and everyone's kind of like profession, their experience. So if the makeup artist suggests something, you go with that. If the photographer suggest something, let's try it. It's never a no, but no, definitely you go with the flow. But that particular day, <laughs> 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 everything, everything. So you know, like at the end, it's like okay, just let's do it. But. Funnily enough, photographically, it didn't go where we had in mind. But live, it had such an impact. It was completely bonkers. When something's so bonkers, it's kind of like hard to capture it on the camera. You just need to flow. I think that's why it just didn't happen live. I remember at the alternative show, just like my models going down. I was like, whoa, that's so bonkers. I. I had a gimp mask, a model with like a like with victory rolls, so complete blacked out gimp mask, a gorgeous nineteen forties pointed like you know like B movie kind of like dress, just coming over, and um, I build up some kind of like victory rolls on the hair and a huge bob coming and a beautiful pin up fringe. It just looked quite bonkers, but it's just I've learned though how to progress and evolve the actual look so if it wasn't a beautiful catastrophe i wouldn't have achieved the finished result if that that's makes it. sense That you know wow. totally makes sense yeah
3: yeah that's pretty sometimes, cool yes yeah, sometimes your biggest learn is from from those cat-
2: catastrophes right so yeah you know it, 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 and and it's interesting that you that i guess i'm trying to crowbar this in here so i'll just crowbar it in and not make any excuses for it but but um again, Matt said it, Jamie said it, and, and you're kind of saying it now. And that's that, you know, you never, you never win the British hairdressing award unless you start, right? Like you said, it mm-hmm. took you a couple to win the, it took you a couple of things because you're only going to learn. And, and I think there's so many people that, that don't do competitions because they're waiting for the perfection of it. Right. And where maybe the most important thing is just to get started because you're never going to learn what you need to learn. If you don't
1: do, if you don't start. Oh I, I absolutely but the thing is I, I'm I'm going to be dead honest I was I, I was never going in for the competition I was going in for the opportunity that you can create something you can create a story I mean that always for me was like because with Toningai, Guy what we do is um each year we have two avant-garde collections and those collections are going to travel the world. They're like the big grand finales, like, you know, from Brazil to America, to China, to Japan, you name it. So for me, that was the main number one. It wasn't the awards. We were going to photograph them anyway, so they go for the competition. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's always been the concept. I found, I find sometimes entering competitions that could actually limit your creativity because you're always trying to kind of like fit in certain criteria or like what the judges might want because to be honest with you when it comes to photographic work um who am i to argue if it's a yes or a no it's your art right you know it's just you can't argue with taste but so on that you never take it personally if you go through if you win if you don't win or what have you because it's just a matter of personal taste and as long as you involve and as long as you push your boundaries and try now and again through experimenting come up with something new success and that's how I do it if somebody looks at my work and they sort of like oh i want to do that or like how did you do that i mean for me that's the that's the payoff to be honest don't get me wrong awards are amazing fantastic because mm-hmm. you get the recognition from your peers right. but if it doesn't happen it's not the end of the world right right.
3: Right, 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 yeah. right right yeah if it doesn't happen you can't let it stop you from from dreaming and doing what you want to do
2: yeah keep creating right right that's so incredible did, did you um like everybody that we've known and I'm making I'm making a broad statement but I think it's accurate is <laughs> everybody that we've known from the TG world and probably from you know the inspiration of Anthony um have really gotten into photography have you gotten into photography yourself
1: I have I have not I have not She's the one but Tony I, she's the
2: one at Tony guy that has not gotten yeah. into
0: photography
1: Physically pick up a camera and just do it I don't get me wrong I absolutely love it I just uh-huh. use my phone but to do it in a professional kind of level or like Anthony, like Kevin does, for instance. No, I haven't. I haven't, but never say never. You never know. Oh,
2: it's right. happening. It's happening. You know, those Tony and <laughs> guy people. I'd like to yeah. say it'd be kind of cool to have a whole collection on shop, just on an iPhone. Right.
1: Like, well, let's cool? see how everything goes now, because you know, everybody's really limited with what we can do and how we're going to do it with all the, uh, Social distancing and the Zoom calls. I don't know what's going to happen to the collections. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, who knows, right? I mean, that's, it's just yeah, that, that's we're looking six months in, into the future. It seems, you know, it, it seems like for you know forever, forever away. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who knows where it's going to go? Yeah. Are,
3: are they still hosting? Or are they still holding the the award shows? I mean,
2: as of, mm-hmm. as of today, you know, there's a few stopped there, right?
1: yeah with uh, with the british hairdressing awards actually um um what the guys Jane and the her team what they did is actually they really loosen up the rules and the regulations. I believe loads of companies are doing this I believe loads of countries are doing this as well so um uh the British hairdressing awards is more of a, into going into your archive and collecting the best photos, and you're allowed to actually uh, create a full new collection, but you mustn't choose two or more images from the same collection. So even Got if it, it was a week collection, you can still do it, which is incredible because like the spirit is up and uh, people can actually just go for it and it's not going to cost money. I mean, the money that's going to cost probably just the prints, right. to be honest. Right but it's really good that people have something that, you know, we all have, no people, all our hairdressers, will have something to motivate us and actually enter. I think that, it's quite cool.
2: That is, quite, that that is it's cool. really, really cool, actually.
1: And what's happening with the Naha then? Are you guys... Naha, any I, of this?
2: they've changed some of the rules this year. I mean, they announced when we were at Naha, they they announced some of the newer rules. Um, And I think the biggest... Uh, the biggest new rule as this is all pre-COVID, you know, so maybe things have changed since then, but Hmm. the new, the new, the new uh, rule that everybody was excited about was that you didn't have to have exclusive Naha um, uh, images. So prior to that, you could, the images could have never been published before they had to be Naha. So now they've um, now like you can take those same images and you can, you know, you can enter them into the one shot award or, you know, other, other competitions or the harebrained awards or whatever you can, you can now do that. That doesn't disqualify you. So I think that, you know, talking to the artists when we were there, that was, that was the biggest, like, okay, that's rad. You know? So, um, and I think, I think their idea was it's so expensive to do that, that you should be able to use those images more than, 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 you know, just for the Naha.
0: A
1: hundred percent. That's going to boost the entries. And that's what you want to see. You want to see numbers. You want to see people, you know, really wanting to do it. That's brilliant, actually. That's brilliant.
3: What brought you to America for those four years? You know, you said you came here and you stayed here for four years. And where did you stay?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Right. Um, so my um my uh, so basically in two thousand and nine ten, um, I won the uh, avant-garde hairdresser of the year, and then um, I felt pregnant, kind of like immediately. Um, and said, um, she said
2: she was tore up during the awards, so you know maybe uh <laughs> maybe
1: is, you know what it's very close <laughs> <laughs> okay. so so basically, um, I had my daughter and my ex husband um had a great uh job opportunity um so it was very hormonal, just had a baby. And he said, oh, honey, do you want to move to America? I just had an amazing opportunity. And because of what I do, I'm thinking New York, I'm thinking California, kind of. It's like, where? And he goes,
0: Phoenix. I go, like, Phoenix, A-Z.
1: He goes, yeah, Arizona, Phoenix. He goes, yeah. And I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we were supposed to stay for two years. I absolutely loved it. Loved it. Native Americans and cowboys. Oh my God, it was amazing. But when I told Sasha, my beautiful boss, that I'm going to uh, Antonio at the time, uh, that, um, you know, ex had like a really cushy contract. We're going to go to America straight away. So like, okay, you know, your family. And, you know, I grew up with Tony and Guy. And in America, we are there as Label M. Now, Label M is the professional hair care that we have designed for Tony and Guy. It's basically, we did the same with TG. Tony and Guy designed TG. It was our professional care. And obviously, as we know, like early 2000s, the brothers split, the business split with the America and the rest of the world. So what happened was, the rest of the world stayed with Tony and Sasha, and the America and TG stayed with Guy, Anthony, and Bruno. And we know a few years later it was sold to Unilever. But when it came to America, uh, you know, we could, I could be as label M, obviously, because Tony has a completely different company. Even though it's one family, its business is completely different. So the education was basically, I was traveling a lot with Label M in different states and what I would be teaching in our London Academy, I would take on the road, um, doing it in pop-up academies, which was so much fun. I got to meet some amazing hairdressers uh, that they became like beautiful friends of mine. so yeah, end up staying four years instead of two, traveling America with label and with like, you know, obviously doing uh, loads of things with other companies as well, like like with Behind the Chair. You've got like Hairbrained, of right. course. You've got a lot of amazing support kind of systems within the hairdressing industry as well. Hey, so,
2: Effie, how how did you meet our dear friend Jenny Strebe?
1: My dear friend <laughs> my dear friend, so I was about to say to that, so basically, Jenny is my American bestie um you know, I love her so much. she was my you know my first my first friend in um in um Arizona we met actually at a playground, so I had my little daughter, she had her little daughter. And Nola and Bibi, Bibi's Mm -hmm. my daughter, and Magnolia is obviously um, Jenny's. Mm -hmm. And they started playing. So me and Jenny just started talking. So like, oh, what do you do? Do hair? Oh, my God, I do hair too. So next thing, we just hang out all the time. Our daughters become besties, and we just hang out all the time. Uh, I've got so much love for Jenny. She's such an inspirational mama. And what she's done in her career and how she's done it is just like, Effie, this blows amazing. me
2: away that you guys just met. I mean, like yes. if, if, if it was a different minute, I mean, you know, you <laughs> talk, talk about serendipitous, right? Like if you were there <laughs> like a minute different, like you and Jenny don't, you never kind of meet up and, and, it just blows me away that, that that you're these two power women in our industry. That just a, a woman from Greece and, and and Jenny, who's from isn't she from like Northern California or something, Tony? Yes, yes, <laughs> so right. like, yes. like like the fact that you guys just are in the same set at the playground. <laughs> and what if your girls hated each other, right? I mean, what if they started fighting at the playground? There's so many. It's just amazing, man. It's just that you.
1: No, I was it was destined. So lucky, so lucky, and. Uh, but then we're going to, she said to me like, oh my God, oh, oh wow. So can I, she said to me, because that's when she started doing her uh, beautiful blog. And then obviously she started working um, with um, with her Instagram a lot because she was pregnant with Indy. But it was like right at the beginning of her pregnancy. So she was like, oh, I can't drink. So, oh, come on, let's go out. I can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, And no, no I, her support, her, you know, not just, throughout you know snap hair we met like in a playground in a shopping mall in the middle of scottsdale phoenix which yeah it's absolutely great
2: Wow, incredible that is just I, again just jenny tells the story that you guys were wearing the same cheetah print when you met oh it. yeah,
1: we we love we love a little bit of a of a of a teeter friend, yeah. From yeah our level but getting there.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> one had a,
3: a denim jacket, the other one had a denim vest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean, to be honest with you guys, I mean like you know when you meet somebody and it's like yeah, you just like click straight away and me and Jenny, we just clicked straight away. And even after um we moved um back to London, it was like, you know the guys would come over here, you know, Jenny's whole family with Casey and the kiddos that would come here or like, we would go over for Christmas and new years. No, definitely. And I miss her, miss her dearly. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's awesome.
2: She's so incredibly busy with launching her, uh, yeah. Big hearts her, to Jenny. Right. But like, she, she blows, she blows me away. I mean, I just, I'm such a huge fan uh, of Jenny and what she stands for in the industry. And, and, you know, um, I I guess like, I didn't, we obviously knew of Jenny and we knew of confessions of, a is it a hairstylist or hairdresser? I can never get it right. Hairstylist. Hairstylist, confessions of a hairstylist. Um, And then, you know, when she, um, when she put that call out to the entire industry for us just to be you know, nice to each other and, 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 and high five each other and stuff. And that's that that's about the time Jenny really came on my radar. I guess that was about two years ago now. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, she uh, that was actually exactly two years ago because I remember Tony two years ago at premiere we were talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's just she's she's just so cool, and and I dig what she what she's done with the industry. And now, like you know, now she's she's got this uh, her air product, which is uh, sort of salon centric. Which, by the way, Effie, you can't buy because you're not (laughs) licensed in the U.S.
1: You can't buy no air. No, but I've got some anyway. I know. What I love about Jenny is so what you see with Jenny is what you get. She's so honest, no BS like at all, she's like, she's very kind, very kind and um, always gives like amazing opportunity, amazing opportunities to the people around her. She always wants to help, always wants to help. And even if like, you know, people want to take, sometimes it's just like, it happens, that will not stop her, that will not put her off. She -hmm. will carry on helping as much as she can is what yeah. you see is what you get and i love that honesty in people because when you meet somebody it's just like you don't want bs you're just like this is you this is me mm-hmm. this is how we're all and i think that's why how great friendships are being built and like trust as well and above all respect
0: mm. I-, I love it
1: yeah bam
0: i
2: love it guys man this has been amazing i'm just i'm, I'm Effie, I, I, I'm a huge fan of you, and 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 not necessarily even your hairdressing work, but 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 you, like like I, I feel that bond too, kind of like uh, I'm taking Jenny's best friend. Je- Jenny right. doesn't know it yet, but we're, I'm taking her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna chat up all the time now, Jenny.
1: But fact, ne- next right. time we
2: go to next time we go to London, Tony, we're staying with Effie. You know, that's right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna hang out with her. Oh, oh I can't
1: wait for the borders to open, guys. I mean, uh. oh my god, like traveling and educating worldwide is such a big kind of like part of our industry and how we do it and what we do is just like it's gonna be crazy isn't it yeah yeah
2: awesome. i can't wait to get back on the road i can't wait to go and uh see my hairdressing friends and and, and high five and elbow bump and all that kind of stuff but
1: yeah. you know we're, we're getting <laughs> well, <look>
2: excited
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's life now isn't it
3: right so crazy it's funny how how the small things that you miss right you're like man you just took for granted it's like yeah
1: but how much yeah. more now we're we going to appreciate the, those little things so how true. much more we're we gonna enjoy everything yeah. we do and how are we gonna stop doing things we don't enjoy
2: mm. that's the truth that's yeah, the yeah. truth you know that that has to
1: be done i think it has to be done on a you know on a personal level on a on a, on a, on every level, it's just you know
3: so, so as some of these young hairdressers that are listening and they want to be effy, what's your advice to them
1: don't no I'm joking <laughs> 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 um, i'm trying um i'm d i'm just I'm just trying to have a good ride to be honest with you. And just like stay try to stay true to myself as well. And um um yeah, just to try to enjoy it. There's a lot of hard work. I'm still working very hard and I don't think I will ever stop working hard because I don't know, that's it it's it, it's in my nature. I feel that if I don't work hard I'm not doing enough. It's just like right. I think it's probably a woman thing as well, it's like being a mama and just trying to, you know, j- jiggle everywhere and everything around me. Um, Yeah, you have nothing to lose. Just keep trying and, you know, just, you know, it happens, you know, so many failures as well, but you learn so much from it. Mm -hmm. At least those failures will kind of like point you to a direction that you truly want to go towards as well. Sometimes convenience, we do stuff for convenience, but if it didn't happen, it didn't happen for a reason. So just, yeah, keep going keep going because you never know what's happening tomorrow make sure you have
2: fun that's a yes make sure you have fun i like that man especially now right like fun is 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 optimal in our industry effie Mm -hmm. how do people how do people come in on like if they want to they want to follow you or they want to uh find you know take a take a look at all your work that we've been chatting up here for the last hour what um how can they find you
1: um the only platform I've got, to be honest with you, it's on Instagram and it's um at Effie Davies, which is E F I D A V I E S. That's the only platform I've got. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant, brilliant. brilliant, Well you've done some stuff on YouTube and stuff though, right? Haven't I haven't seen some YouTube. Videos? Um I've
1: I've got well through Tony and Guy and through Label M of course, there's a lot of step by steps out there. And uh, they are on YouTube as well. But I haven't done like under Effie Davis, I haven't done Oh, um stuff yet but uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there and education as well oh and if you got the Toning Guy World page they start doing um during the lockdown a lot of the education is free so normally it. you pay but they have actually downloaded it and it's um on IGTV you just go in and you watch Not just mine, kind of like editorial, but, you know, amazing cuts, amazing colors. So that's the one good thing, that ongoing education that every hairdresser's been kind of like making available out there. Not just hairdressers, like all the industries, really, just trying to keep our minds busy and creative. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. So, yeah, don't miss the opportunity.
2: Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Miss Effie Davies. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and for sharing your story. And, 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 you know, I felt like we, we shared some laughs, we shared some vulnerabilities and we shared some, uh, well, your life. Right. And, and thank you so much. Um, I could easily sit here and talk to you for hours. Um, but, you know, we do have a time limit on these things. And uh, <laughs> from Tony and I and um, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off.
1: Well, the pleasure was all mine thank you so much for the invitation and after all these finishes i really truly hope uh we can meet in person maybe in the states or in london you never know so you guys are absolutely fantastic thank you so much for having me
0: meet you